And we are back. Welcome back to But Make It Hallmark. You're here with me again, Patty. <laughs> and you are my co-host, Chingai. Chingai, how are you? I'm good. I'm here again with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, But Make It Hallmark, we just churn these things week on week. And I can't believe the first season when we did this and we were doing it like every four days, something bananas like that. But then mm-hmm. again, COVID just started and we had no lives. And so, you know, here we are trying to adjust to the real world and adjust we did because we're back. Hallmark came back from last week's slump. And this week we will be talking about four movies once more. Spoiler, they're all better than uh, last week's shit show. So, you know... I'm good. I can't even on on the grand scheme of things, pretty good week. But of course, can't we complain. Them. Can't complain. Can't complain. Hashtag grateful. Uh, but unfortunately, we grade everything on a curve with each other. So there's always got to be one that loses out. And this week's, I guess, de facto naughty list movie is Christmas Class Reunion uh, from Countdown to Christmas, starring Amy Teagarden and Tanner Novlin. Shanghai. I have never been a fan of the uh, group of friends trope storyline. And I feel sad for Amy T. Garden because she's been, you know, giving me hit after hit year on year. And I really like her. And she's delightful. And here she plays like, you know, a very valedictorian Tracy Flick-esque character that's trying to get things together. She even has like a carry moment in the flashback, which honestly, I'm like looking at the flashback and I'm glad they didn't go all 80s because yeah, the flashbacks now to high school are literally now. Um, so it was just weird to see how and feel how old I am. Of course, she's the valedictorian nerd, whatever, planning a perfect high school reunion. And she's got the, you know, class clown guy that grows up to be a responsible father. Um, shout out to the, he's quite cute to me. And uh, mm-hmm. just I'm shouting out Hallmark for not making the woman the event planner and instead making the lead guy the event planner. And then we get her other boy, the blonde guy from Take Me to Daisy Hills or whatever. And the time travel Love strikes movie. twice. Love strikes twice. Uh, that blonde guy, we're not a fan. Haven't been a fan. Still not a fan. Sorry, dude. Not liking you. I think he was also with Emily up in one like or or Jesse Schramm I forget which one of the blondes in one Winterfest movie from a long time ago where they were doing like this mace that was like that I don't know why this guy stands out in my mind he's so much. been around huh but he's been around and well not a fan and then we have that like I guess newscaster type lady and her makeup artist friend and I guess to me I like that the makeup artist turned out to be obviously a gay character and finding a gay guy in the high school reunion who the girl was flirting with so whatever should um hijinks and we have that kid the kid of the lead guy who happens to be a coder what um and they made this they made amy t garden's character like some data girl like some cto type thing and she had sort of this drama with her work blah 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 did i care not really was i offended neither so again i'm coming from last week's terrible mess and this week i was like oh you know what not bad i'll take it so fresh faces kinda i'm just really not invested in anyone but overall not angry and for me, that's great. I, for one, never really glorified my high school experience. And uh, I went to an all-girls Catholic school, which Chingai also went to a couple years earlier than me. And uh, can't say I have these fond, fond memories of it. I'm still friends with my friends, but just don't think I'd show up for a reunion. In fact, I don't think I showed up for the reunion. 
I showed up for this reunion. I'm super <laughs> excited. I I saved it as my last watch for last oh, week's movies. No. I'm sorely disappointed. Uh, the good thing was I watched it while I decided to color my roots. And so <laughs> I ended up just focusing on my hair and not on the movie. Like half the plot points you discussed, Patty, I don't even recall. Because like my attention just shifted out of that. As soon as that blonde guy came out, oh. I was like, okay, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, except for, except for the cameo that... Ah! How could I forget? Hello, Chris McNally. Welcome what back. What the fuck? New father, Chris McNally. Mm-hmm. Is cameo levels now. I kind of love it. I kind of love, kinda it. love it too. And sadly, he was the bright spot of this movie. I wish they had made him the lead guy. Oh, we wish. I like Amy T. Garden. She did so well last year with Andrew Walker. In that was that, fire. Like Girl. adoption family yes. tree movie. Here, here's my pitch on how to make this crazy thing better. Sure, mm-hmm. I'll take the first, like, I'll take an ensemble cast, but stack it. Make it the people who were in Nikki Deloche's Instagram video of, like, Polaha, Nikki, Michael Rady, Andrew Walker, throw in Tyler Hines for good measure, Paul Campbell, and Kimberly Sustad. Now that is a high school Christmas reunion I would not mind watching. That is the ensemble cast, the most expensive Hallmark movie ever. But that I'll would take be it. the St. Elmo's Fire yes. of Hallmark. <laughs> yes. Give us not Saint this. Elmo's Fire, but make it Hallmark. You know, like this was not it. Anyway. Best thing on. about this movie for me was the gay best friend mm. and the newscaster. And the guy who apparently is gay. I did not know this because I stopped paying attention to the movie. I think the side stories were better. They looked ancient in that high school flashback. (laughs) Moving on for real then. Okay then, let's move on to the most colorful time of the year. Starring Katrina Bowden and our nature boy, Christopher (laughs) Russell. Pictured out of nature in this movie. Ryan is an elementary school teacher who learns that he is colorblind. Michelle, an optometrist and mother of one of his students, helps bring color into his life in time for the holidays. This movie had the highest stakes ever. Imagine bringing color to a man who could only see in black and white. By the way, that's not how colorblindness works. When you're colorblind, you don't see in black and white. You just confuse, like, red and green or something <laughs> my brother is colorblind so i know this and okay then all right suspension of disbelief let's do a wizard of oz it's fine it's fine you know why it's fine because i like christopher russell and we i do. like sari from 30 rock i like them both this is another example of good looking people cannot go wrong when yeah. they are looking good together on screen We have a child here who meddles, pairing her mom, the optometrist, with her science teacher, the handsome Christopher Russell. I'm not mad at the kid. I think it was fine that she was meddling. Um, I just feel like they, they they were like really walking on thin ice with this plot. 
because I mean, bringing bringing sight and color to a man <laughs> who can't see that's that's kind of like Florence Nightingale, Helen Keller levels, and and I mean that's not what you expect from a rom com. But okay, I just can't imagine that we're dealing with such high stakes, and then the end of the movie wraps up where the big problem is that. He's jealous of her ex-husband and she's jealous of the basketball coach. I mean, really, are we really focusing on that when when we have like eyesight to deal with? That's kind of bananas. I know that this is Hallmark, and I mean, wow, like, yeah, sh- shooting for the moon here. And yet, I'm not mad. I I'm I'm okay. And you know what? Optometry is such a wonderful playground for mistletoe moments like mm. looking in the eye eye exams mm. that kind of thing i i bought into it christopher russell you're not quite the same outside of a forest <laughs> but but you're good <laughs> you're also not quite the same without cindy busby who i sorely miss mm. but but you know what Th- this was good this was Nowhere near All Saints territory, it's fine. I really have a soft spot for Christopher Russell. Playing a bumbling teacher here that I, I he was funny when he was like trying to fake it, but kind of sad that he was trying to fake that he couldn't see color, right? Like that entire backstory of why he couldn't see color, quote unquote, um, being colorblind and, and the like was a bit, it really was suspension of disbelief, but I mean, it's Hallmark, I'll take it. I also did miss Cindy Busby, but this is nothing on Katrina Bowden at all. She was fantastic. I thought that she handled the single mom char- single mom kind of character well. Her and her daughter had a good relationship that I wasn't annoyed by. And we all know I'm not a fan of kids. So I, I love that Hallmark is leaning into optometrists. The last time we had an optometrist was Eight Gifts of Hanukkah. Which was she, right. she played? She played an optometrist. I was like, ooh! So I love seeing these new roles, uh, new jobs, uh, and I'll take it. There was a funny. So I'm watching all the ads now, and I saw that I saw an ad for like an optometrist on the Hallmark Channel. I'm like, oh, is this SpawnCon that they were like, you know, they were trying to pitch it to them, but never really. And I was waiting for the SpawnCon to happen. Instead, we get the forever spawn con of Balsam Hill decor um, <laughs> as he takes her home to decorate. And you can, it lingers on the box shot, which is the same thing that happened in Lights, Camera, Christmas, where Balsam Hills also spawn con it. So you know what? This brand is truly uh, integrating itself into the Hallmark universe. They even have a sweepstakes with them. So I think, you know what? Cheesy as it was, I'll take Christopher Russell, like how he was gazing and into her eyes and, you know, like all that, like taking off his glasses and being like putting it back Mm -hmm. on and being like, oh, with or without, you're beautiful. Lol, Christopher Russell. I'll take it though. I'm not, I'm not going to complain. This movie encapsulates that Filipino saying, style mo bulok. I cannot think of an English translation for but it's like it talks about a certain technique when it comes to flirting (laughs) that is very cheesy and predictable and obvious to everybody yeah even okay if you google bulok it'll say rotten but that's Chingai did it a better translation so yes uh, style mo bulok uh, award goes to Christopher Russell Congrats. All right. Our next movie 
in our four-part series is none other than Miracles of Christmas's contribution. Actually, I correct myself. It's Dayspring's contribution to the Christmas lineup called The Gift of Peace, starring Nikita Loach and the man who must not be named, but has the been man, named the once myth, more. The legend. The legend. Zaddy is back in our lives once more, Brennan Elliott. Artist Tracy is a once devout Christian who has stopped believing in God after her husband tragically died despite her prayers. As her second Christmas without him approaches, she tries going to a support group for inspiration and comfort. Guys, this is the literal Again, Filipino word. Guys, Filipino words are just so incredibly um, powerful to us. And so we just love peppering them in and we'll try to translate as much as we can. But this is Day Spring slash Hallmark's Pambato into the GAC <laughs> ring. Um, so this is their bet. GAC is leaning in along with CCB, right? They're leaning into this like core values, family values thing. And here we get a God episode. They're not just doing God wink, winky do da, you know, or like Christmas at Angel Falls where, you know, there's a kind of God character, etc. Angels, etc. Here, they're going deep, guys. And they went hard. This movie is not a light movie. MOC is known for serious movies. Triple that seriousness and you get the gift of peace. But again, bottom line, we didn't fucking hate it, guys. It's the third movie we're talking about. We almost kind of loved it. Which is the amazing part of all of this because grief is a crazy, complicated topic to talk about. And I thought that in the expert hands of Nikki Deloach, who lost her father this year, and Zaddy, Brennan Elliott, who I love to hate and hate to love, <laughs> this guy just like, he brings it. The gravitas that these two people brought to this made me feel for this movie. I was fucking crying by the end of it. If we do like, if, if we say that pretty people movie like Katrina Bowden and Christopher Russell can do no wrong, this is the talented people can do anything. They can do anything. I was expecting to cringe. Like, you know, go to church, pray, etc. But I haven't really seen myself seeking religiously slanted movies. And this was not afraid to go religious. It wasn't just hints. It was talking about losing faith in Jesus. And they would go in these prayer circles and talk. It was like an AA meeting that we were all privy to. And it wasn't like Chesapeake Shores level of AA where you only get the high hello goodbye. No, they went in. They went into those stories. And it wasn't just Zaddy and Nikki that went deep. It was all the other side characters as well that experienced grief in different ways. And yes, of course, we get the hallmark spin of her putting out, you know, the grief into these paintings that we never actually see, whatever. Um, <laughs> but it's tough and it's not an easy topic. And I'm Really, really surprised that I not just didn't hate it, I actually enjoyed it. And I would hate the day when one day I go look for this movie because I too am feeling grief, but it's actually a really good thing to, I guess, have. I was reading up on it in the Reddit of Hallmark and all the people on the thread, not one single person was angry at it. And that thread is angry. We're always angry about a lot of things, but not this one. The one thing I was also like a bit mm, about was the fact that they did a balloon release in the end, but whatever. I mean, I love the, like, you know, let's save the environment. That's not exactly the best way to do it, but Jesus, if that's what I'm nitpicking in a Jesus movie, 
I'd say this is five fucking stars as far as these things go, relatively speaking, of course. And again, hate to love him, love to hate him. Brandon Elliott was really good. He was really good in this. Takes a lot of courage to go like this full on when it comes yeah. to to doing a Christian slash Jesus movie. I like I was prepared to to find this insufferable and preachy and difficult to watch. It was none of those things. And so exactly. with Hallmark embracing diversity, I think this has a place. The, this whole branch of the Hallmark Channel does have a place because there are people who belong to this community who deserve to be seen as well. And I think that they couldn't have chosen a better couple to play the mm. couple in this movie because Nikki Deloach and Brennan Elliott, I don't know them personally, but I find them to be extremely mature in handling mm. these situations because they played it out so perfectly. It was so subtle. I I liked that they showed flashbacks of them with their former spouses mm. and partners. And that just brought a different level of feeling and sentimentality and nostalgia to the movie without it without it being cheesy. Because, you know, there's just such a fine line between, you know, doing a Christian story and then mm-hmm. going like very treacly and slash preachy. Yep. And even when they did that, they, they just leaned into sentimentality and nostalgia. It was fine. It was good. And I like that, you know, all of us, this, this whole diverse audience that they have are able to see this side of things without feeling like it's being shoved in our faces. So I think that this is an extremely well done movie that rises up to the challenge that Hallmark is facing because of its competition with GAC and this whole CCB you know, drama that's going on. I mean, this is how you do it right. This is how you do it well. And respect, respect to Hallmark for doing this. Respect to Zaddy, who, yes, we hate to love and love to hate. He did so well. So good. This is the second movie of his this year where we are incredibly impressed by him. So much so that we can actually say his name again. (laughs) I, I just love that Hallmark is catering across the board because they've gone extremely progressive, not just with uh, representation racially, but also like, you know, we have LGBTQ representation too. And then we also go to religious slants, which I think is great because we get, we're getting Hanukkah, we're getting freaking Kwanzaa next year, next week. We got our religious movie this week, but we also get our gay love story so it's like yes hitting all the fucking marks this is, i mean you'd think right like there's the i mean jack of all trades master of nothing but no they've mastered it they are mastering these things and they're just putting a different spin and making sure everyone feels represented and i'm all for it so holy fuck sorry i'm 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 you know cursing for the holy movie but it was good <laughs> it was good and now Service. i'm kind of excited Service level, I also have to comment. Okay, Nikki wears this sweater in the beginning <laughs> of this movie that showed up in another movie this season. I can't remember which movie it was, but I really love that graphic striped sweater of hers. Kudos to the stylist. Also, kudos to the stylist for putting her in that red dress towards the yes. end of the movie. Yes. Nikki's looks arms great. are amazing. Wow. Yeah. I mean, good for her. Yeah, yeah. she looked great. Really good for her. I'm excited because 
we don't have to sit through God wink anymore. And I'd rather, thank God, wink. I'd rather (laughs) we get this, honestly, Dayspring. And I used to watch like Seventh Heaven, lol, Mm -hmm. and Touched by an Angel, double lol, as a child, because it's what was on. Um, And obviously back then I was really cringy, but like coming back to it now, I'm sure I would. So I'm excited to see, like, I'm not going to put my all my eggs in a basket and, you know, predict that they'll all be great. But this was a pretty good first stab at it. Um, And all these like more targeted movies, like we have Mahogany, we have Dayspring. I'm all for it. Good job, Hallmark. I really like, and good job, Brennan and Nikki. Fuck, I feel like Mm -hmm. in lesser hands, Rock the Ursay, this would have been not as great. So I love, I love. (laughs) Oh my God, we're terrible. He was good in Cookie um, Kismet thing this year so anyway when we're back we go to our best movie of the week and guys i think you know what it is so see you then welcome back to but naked hallmark and now we're talking about one of the most anticipated movies of the year the holiday sitter with jonathan bennett george Krissa, and chelsea hobbs Sam is a workaholic bachelor who babysits his niece and nephew before the holidays when his sister and her husband have to go out of town. Completely out of his element, he recruits help from their handsome neighbor, Jason, and finds himself in an unexpected romance. I will be on a plane to Hawaii in 22 hours and 4 minutes. Are you asking me to babysit? Sometimes the best Christmas plans fall apart in the best possible way. Who are you? Jason. We're your family's neighbor. Jason's great with kids. I just need someone to help me until I get the hang of things. Jonathan Bennett. It was nothing like how I thought it would go. I'm going to tell Jason how I feel. Jonathan Bennett has been working his way up (laughs) towards this movie. We had him, you know, playing the gay brother in The Christmas House and The Christmas House 2. And now... He leads the movie. He's the star and it's about him and his romance. And I was all in for this. I mean, support to this community. (laughs) They deserve it. After being extra side characters, being token gay characters for years and years, they finally get a nuanced classic Hallmark movie where there is no pretentious, you know, anything about their gayness it's just a story about people this i love and i think there is no one better in the hallmark cinematic universe to spearhead this effort than jonathan bennett because he mixed comedy with sentimentality and just this uniqueness and vitality all throughout this movie. I didn't know what to expect because we've never seen this before. We've seen it in snippets, but not like a, a full-fledged Hallmark romance. And what they delivered was a classic Hallmark story. Something we see year in and year out. But you know what Patty and I always say? Give us the basics, but do it mm. expertly. And this yep. is what they did. Okay, I was so excited about this movie, not just because of, you know, everything, it, you know, all, all, all that comes wrapped with it. I was also excited because within the first couple of minutes of this movie, our favorite <laughs> mayor is back in town. 
town. <laughs> I don't remember his name again. We never will. We, always we never forget. will. But anyway, he plays Mayor, who is the husband of Jonathan Bennett's sister. The minute he came on screen, I was like, that's it. This movie <laughs> sold five stars, two thumbs up. Legend. I swear. Legend. Okay. You know what I loved also about this movie? There were so many montages. Hallmark is so yeah. known for all its Christmas montages. And they just came one after the other. And it was so nice to see two men, you know, um, doing the gift wrapping together, cooking waffles together, flirting while painting a wall. By the way, I thought Jonathan Bennett was going to strip in that scene. No. When, when yes, yes. He was gonna take out his fire. Like, oh, oh, are we gonna go shirtless? No, uh, maybe a little bit too much for the first for the first one, but maybe next time. We had a lot of kids here. I wasn't mad about them because I was just too focused on Jonathan. I was just too happy that this movie exists, and I hope that you know now that we've gotten the first one out of the way, um, we don't have to you know aspire for crumbs. We can mm. we can push for more and get even better, more full-fledged characters because, you know, they it clearly, they know how to tell a good story. They know how to act it out well. I mean, I, I got... Okay, another Tagalog word. Um, I got kilig so many uh, times. Yes. I got shivers in my spine so many yep. times because of these two characters and how well played out they were. They did the flirting so, so well. I mean, I was falling in love with the blue eyes of that handsome oh neighbor. Oh my God. Yeah. So my question is, is Luke McFarlane done with the Hallmark Channel now that he's gone all Hollywood with bros, which did not do well? Mm-hmm. <laughs> do well? I mean, is he going to come back to the Hallmark Channel and will he and Jonathan Bennett get a movie together? Because I would love to see that. Okay, I, <laughs> I, I've said enough. Your turn, Patty. What are your and thoughts? It wasn't a gay movie to me. It was just a movie. And that's the best part, is that all the build-up to this quote-unquote gay movie, and they just made the fact that they were gay like it was a normal thing. And that's what it should be, a normal thing. We get Jonathan Bennett as a supporting gay character in The Christmas House for two years in a row, and he did that so well. In that one, he plays the guy that's really into wanting the baby. And now he plays the other side of the spectrum, the alpha guy that is like, nope, don't want to settle down. And I just happen to be attracted to men. And I like how they reveal that he knows that George Chris's character is gay because about the boots and he was out of the loafers of like, how did you know these loafers? And it's like, ka-ching. And I loved it. I loved their meet cute. This guy has amazing blue eyes. When he came on screen, I was like, holy fuck, those eyes are amazing. Come fall in love. Like I was swooning for them. I loved the, the characters of the the family, like the big Italian family and how they would all just like cross themselves when they talk about their dead aunt. And just, it was, it was such, there was so much hijinks having someone, it doesn't, it's, it's basically an opposites attract movie because this guy, one is desperate for kids. The other one is like, nope, I cannot handle them for even 10 minutes. And yet with that, they kind of go closer and fall in love. And Shinkai really mentioned just like the chemistry between them and the montages and all that and me not even hating on the children too much. And of course, Mayor. Mayor is in this. (laughs) I looked him up again. His name is Matthew Dowden. And we must 
tattoo this name on our foreheads because we we love him enough. But really, what I wanted to commend here were the side characters. I really like the relationships between the siblings. So we get um, Jonathan Bennett and his sister and how, you know, they have that heart-to-heart in the end about how he's falling for this guy who wants kids, but then he's not sure. And she has, like, three kids now and, you know, how it's okay to not know and it's okay to just want to find out because, you know, he has good feelings for, great feelings for this guy. On the other hand, George Krissa having a conversation with his brother and again, neither here nor there, but I'm a side character freak. I looked up the brother of George Krissa because I'm like, why does this guy look familiar? We've seen him in like 10 other, he's like the mayor junior. He's like vice mayor in a sense because this guy has also come out in so many other movies. But these side characters really make the hallmark feel like a community and feel like, oh, it's always a nice like bingo card of who shows up in what movie. Really good. I did not see this as a gay movie at all. And when they ended up kissing outside and with everybody like rejoicing the fuck out. Well, there are two kisses, right? One when they kiss and then suddenly they're freaking out after and it's like, oh, you're leaving, blah, blah, blah. And then afterwards, I just felt so happy for them. I was shrieking by myself watching this movie and... Let me just say, out of the 40 movies we watched this or we're about to watch, I can guarantee that uh, at least 20% of those, I was not shrieking and I was mm-hmm. angry. And this one, I was elated. This, I bold prediction for me, but I think this is entering my top 10. They did that end chase scene, you know, the, the classic yeah. chase scene when you, f- you, you think the guy is going to leave, go to the airport or something. They did it so well. It's like love actually you know, type of thing where Jonathan Bennett, you know, nervously walks next door and and George Chris opens the door and, and there's just so much build up towards that. There's just so much tension and I'm just so happy for them because they played such good-hearted characters as well. I couldn't wait to see them together. If I were to nitpick one thing, and mm. I mean, I, I, I think this was essential to the plot. I hated that the sister just expected her single brother to drop everything because she has yeah. kids and he doesn't. That's as not cool. A single person without as any a single kids, sibling. I hate being put in that box. And yeah, well, it was essential to the plot. So yeah. <laughs> Highly essential to the plot, but happy yeah. to call it out because yeah, fuck that. Single mm-hmm. siblings with the one bedroom. Uh, have to house people I suppose <laughs> anyway that's just me <laughs> <laughs> moving on I just want to say one last thing about this movie the director is a lady named Ali Liebert and I looked her up she's Fiona from Three Wise Men and a Baby she directed this movie who's Fiona? Tyler Heinz's girl the elf yes wow yeah. she's a fucking director awesome anyway guys watch The Holiday Sitter Highly recommend. And if you're feeling somber and serious, throw in some gift of peace in there. Because you know what? Why the fuck not? All right. But we're not done yet because we are moving on to our <laughs> Merry Kill Holiday Edition once again. This was a tough one. I had to give in. And uh, <laughs> let's start off with our kills because you know what? Okay. It's easy. And I think that one, I think we're all killing the same person. I'm killing the blonde guy from um, the Christmas reunion thing because, no, I didn't like him in any of the movies he's been in. I, I didn't even, he was like barely on screen for this one, but just like, please get out, get the fuck out. He can, he can leave 
please never come back. Um, I don't want to see you again. I think he's just all the movies he's, he's in are bad. So you know what's the common denominator? Mm, deserves Mm-mm-mm. to be killed this week. Easy, easy kill. Interesting. Fuck, Shanghai. I'm a fuck. I'm just gonna put it out there. Um, <laughs> I'm fucking Brennan Elliot. Let's be real, everybody. There's a reason we call him Zaddy. There's a reason I go back to Christmas in Vienna every fucking year. There's a reason why, despite his grief, I was thinking I should just fuck him and you know help him resolve some of that pent up mm-hmm. energy. And mm-hmm. uh, I have no regrets. I have no regrets in saying I would fuck Brennan Elliot and I would fuck him again. And uh, as long as he wanted to fuck me, this is a consensual relationship. And yeah, we'd be fucking. Uh, and I hope I can help him work through some of that grief. I mean, I, I don't think we, we can actually secure his consent because he still blocked us <laughs> on Instagram. And he's never going to hear this anyway. He's and if never he did, gonna he hear might this. just forever block us. So. He might block us forever. Yeah, uh, I, I feel blasphemous. <laughs> I feel blasphemous talking about a day spring movie and wanting to fuck the characters in it. Yeah. But you know what, Hallmark? This is what you get when you give it to people like us. All right, Chingai, who are you fucking? Okay, this might be like a Christmas kink for me because <laughs> I'm fucking, you know who? I'm fucking the elf photographer, Chris McNally. Hi, you may have been on screen for less than five minutes, but I see you. I see you. Outside of when calls the heart, and I want to fuck you. <laughs> I don't blame you at all. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to fuck him, but then I thought, why fuck him when I can marry him? <laughs> really? It was a toss up between Mayor and him, and I wanted to make sure one of us got to marry Mayor. So I was like, you know what? I'll take Chris McNally. I'll take him as an elf. That's how hot Chris <laughs> McNally is, and how much I miss him. If I can't have him, uh, if I can't have him as Lucas Burchard, I'll have him any other way. And mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen a Chris McNally movie outside of One Calls a Heart that I've kind of loved him in. And this one, he was really great in it, so I'll take him. I'm he has a stable job. He's a photographer, you know, mm-hmm. so he probably does like a side gig as an elf on Christmas. So I got the job security. Just seemed like a nice guy. He was funny. Makes me makes them laugh. He'll make me laugh. I think it's gonna be good. Happy for you. Happy for me that you stepped aside and. Allowed me to marry Mayor this week. <laughs> Thank you, Mayor. I I missed you, and I'm so glad because I thought we were gonna go <laughs> through an entire year without you coming back into our lives. And yet, you know, eleventh hour Cinderella time. Here you are for <laughs> me to marry. <laughs> Thank you. We love you. I'm excited for your wedding. We can double wedding it up. Um, it's an interesting week when we marry characters that uh, show up for five <laughs> seconds and uh, characters that are barely on screen. But that's how it is. Guys, I'm both happy and sad to say that next week is our final episode of Recaps. And then we'll have another final one to just wrap up and count down our favorite ten. And it's been a wild ride, but uh, I'm not hopeful for next week's movie. So, Are you not? <laughs> I, I am one. because Jeremy I have Jordan is coming up one. next week in a Hanukkah that's, movie. That's one movie. That one is the one movie <laughs> we're going to love. Uh, the rest I'm not so hopeful for, but maybe I'll be proven wrong. Maybe I'll be I proven I mean, shout wrong. out to Holly Robinson, Pete Patty's favorite. <laughs> Fuck off. Oh, Kwanzaa. 
maybe mahogany spirit will uh, get me in the mood but thanks guys for joining us again this week we can't wait to hear from you uh which ones did you like this week what are your thoughts on gift of peace and when are we getting the holiday sitter to wedding bells on christmas because we know he can do a double banger and uh jonathan bennett saves the day follow us on our socials at make it hallmark on twitter and at but make it hallmark on instagram love to hear from you and thanks for joining us this week thank you chingai and Thank we'll you. see you guys next time on But Make It Hallmark. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas.